morning and welcome. This is Magnificat Radio at MagnificatMedia.com. Mike and Lisa Austin here, your little wake-up buddies on your morning tradition where we are. Living our faith. They're on that side, big hair lady. We got asked the other day, uh, how come your hair wasn't so poofed up, so big? We make it sound like it's just really tall and big. And Lewis, whatever Lewis is on, he's like, he talks about the big hair. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's really not. Used to be. That's why. That's where that came from. And it just sort of stuck around. Because, ladies and gentlemen, ladies especially, not so much gentlemen, as you put on your own spritz this morning, remember, the higher the hair. The closer to God. This is true. Uh-huh. Oh, welcome, 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 my friends. Oh, praise be Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Now and forever. Today we are going to welcome our good friend Jesus. Angel. Miguel Garcia. Garcia. He is our uh, our etymologist, our, our friend, our... Uh, he's my hero. And he is our... He's uh, a big help. He's a guy who, who gives us the... Latin word of the day these days, and and, uh, today we're going to go through the word cardinal. Cardinal. As in virtues, as in the cardinal of the church. Mm -hmm. We Um, break it all down. Break it all down. And and, uh, Jesus will bring it back around. He's got a whole bunch of stuff on that, so um, we're going to touch base on that. And then, uh, coming up, well, later in the show, uh, in in, uh, anticipation of Stephen Cox's show tomorrow... Mm-hmm. Uh, church and state. Yes, where he talks about all things uh, Catholicism and everything in between. That's right. Everything, all things politics, all things Catholicism, everything in between. I think is what he says. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I have a very farmentific. I just made that up. Uh huh. It's scientific on the farm. Farmentific political poll. You mean later in the show? Yes. Okay. Coming up. All right. In Iowa, mm-hmm. how are they determining who they predict will win the presidential race? Oh. It's farmantific. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh-huh. So there you go. Hey, uh, in the uh, by the way, in the, in the latest uh, uh, SSPX District of the USA uh, newsletter, I don't know, you can sign up and get those in your email. I get a little email blast here. For one thing, they have some great pictures from Oklahoma City, really nice pictures. Uh-huh. They do, um, and so you want to take take a look at that and see how what went on if you weren't there. And then um, there's an article in here. It made me start to to think a little bit. They talk about a they call it a troubling trend. Um, I didn't know that it is, but maybe it is. They have uh, more of their fingers on the pulse of things than I do. Uh, troubling trend: Some Catholics, with a love for the traditional and timeless teachings of the Church. Um, maybe falling into the temptation of sativacantism. And with that in mind, there's a little something on that just to uh, just to bring up. We can touch base on that a little later after Stephen brings the full news cast on. Oh, okay. But right now I think we've got some headlines with Stephen Cox. Longtime traditional Catholic writer John Venari has announced on his website that he has cancer. Venari, the editor of Catholic Family News and friend of Magnificat Radio, said on August 11th that he received word from a doctor that he has colon cancer, that the cancer has spread to other parts of his body. Venari also said that he is not interested in chemotherapy and instead is seeking natural means to treat the disease. Be sure to keep our friend John Venari in your prayers. The violence in Milwaukee is being addressed not only by Donald Trump, but also the city's archbishop. 
In a rally earlier this week, Trump said that African Americans in the United States have been taken for granted by the Democratic Party. Meanwhile, Milwaukee's Archbishop Jerome Listecki said of the recent riots that broke out there that, quote, protests are certainly the right of every American, but violence such as looting and burning is never tolerated. In politics, Donald Trump is once again shuffling the leadership of his campaign. Kellyanne Conway, a pro-life Republican pollster and strategist, is now given the title of campaign manager. For Magnificat Radio News, I'm Stephen Cox. All right, Stephen, I appreciate that. Uh, before we get too far, Lisa, I must, I simply must ask you yes, this all-important question right mm-hmm. now. How can you know where you're going? If you don't know where you've been. That's why we have made history. history. Any day in history. Any day that will go down in history. History of this day. This day in history. This day in history. Today happens to be the 18th day of August in the year of our Lord, 2016. It's the 230th day of that year right there. In uh, 1572 on this day, the marriage in Paris happened. Paris, France, uh, Huguenot King Henry III of Navarre married Margaret of Valois. a supposed attempt to reconcile Protestants and Catholics. I see. On this day in 1587, Virginia Dare, granddaughter of Governor John White of the colony of Roanoke, becomes the first English child born in the Americas. Twas on this day, that same guy, that John White guy, same day, uh, he's the governor of Roanoke Colony. He returned from a supply trip in 1590. Not the same day. This was three years later. Right. He couldn't find his settlement. Well, he found the settlement, but it was deserted, the famous Roanoke Colony. Did they find some kind of sign or something on a tree? On a tree, yeah. I have to look that one up. Yeah. I, I, that was just not too long ago, wasn't it? It was like it was deserted or something like that. Or they, yeah. Or they went walking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> On this day in 1868, August 18th, French astronomer Pierre Jensen discovers helium. How would you like to be discovered helium? I, I actually have. You may not understand or notice this and know this. In 1868, they actually had a very, very, I think this was pre-Thomas Edison, as a matter of fact, a very primitive, by the way, homeschoolers, do not listen to Uncle Mike right now, kids. Uh, this is the history I have rolling around in my head, uh-huh. not actual history. Um, they actually had a primitive recording device uh, on the day that uh, Pierre Jensen, or as they say in the French, Janson, uh, he discovered helium. Would you like to hear what they recorded? Yeah. Hey, you guys, look, I discovered helium. And it makes me sound like a chipmunk. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. Didn't really know that, did you? No, I did not oh, know that. By the way, one last thing. 1920, this is the day the 19th Amendment of the United States Constitution was ratified, guaranteeing women the right to vote. All right. They will do so this November. That's right. Coming up later, farmantific, a farmantific political poll out of Iowa. Who yeah, do they the say will win? is up next, right? Uh, who will they say will win? On the way next, Jesus. Angel Miguel Garcia. He will uh, bring forth the uh, Latin word of the day. Mike and Lisa Austin here. Hey, you guys, look. I discovered helium. Okay, fine. (laughs) We'll be back in just a minute here on your morning tradition where we are. Living our faith.
Well, we welcome you back to Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. Your morning tradition this morning. Mike and Lisa Austin here, where we are. Living our faith. I'm so excited when we get to talk to Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a, uh, a teacher, uh, the president of the Spanish Institute, a linguist. He's, uh, he's taught in both British and, and, and Canadian uh, institutes for, for, what, 25, uh, over 25 years. Please welcome Jesus. Angel. Miguel. Garcia. Thank you very much, Mike and Lisa, to have me there in your program. Wonderful program, by the way. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And uh, people can't tell because we are seeing you via Skype. So I have to tell everyone, Jesus is sporting the grooviest looking bow tie this morning. That's right. That is great. It's like a blue polka dot thing, man. <laughs> You're styling. Thank you. Well, I'm trying to do my best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about today. You mentioned the word cardinal. Cardinal. I, when I think cardinal, I think you know the cardinals and the red and the you know the 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 big conference and everything. Uh, the word cardinal as a Latin word is what. Right. Well, so when we talk about uh, cardinal, we talk about the, the cardinals of the church, and also the word cardinal is related to the cardinal virtues. We all know the cardinal virtues, and justice, prudence, temperance, and fortitude. Those are the cardinal virtues. And why do we call them cardinal? Well, the word cardinal comes from Latin, cardinalis, from cardo, and cardo means hinge. So it's, these are the four important virtues, and around them, Around them, uh, all the other virtues um, uh, de depend on those cardinal virtues. So that's why we call them cardinal virtues. And the same with the cardinals in the Roman Catholic Church. The cardinals are chosen by the Pope, and they form the sacred college of cardinals. And they the main function is to elect the, the succeeding Pope. The meaning of the word cardinal has arisen through the notion of the important function of such priests yeah. uh, as pivots, pivots of the church. Pivots? So the, like, uh, like a hinge, like you said before, hinge. So like a hinge is a pivot for a door. Everything uh, hinges on this, people will say, that hinges on this, uh, an important point. So cardinal, cardo, so the, they are pivots. That's exactly it. So they are the, it, it highlights the importance of, in this case, of these priests, of these cardinals in the Catholic Church. And the same with the virtues, the cardinal virtues. Ah, I like it. Cardo. Cardinales. I wonder what the nales part is. Cardinales. Well, um, and it's something to do with what is related to, to what is cardinal. Right. So cardo, is the, that's the root word of cardo. That's right. I like it. So we, and now we talked about the virtues. And we all know, I mentioned the uh, four cardinal virtues, justice, prudence, temperance, and fortitude. But we also talk about the other three, which are the theological virtues, yeah. which are faith, hope, and charity. Charity being the important one because it comes, the word, uh, we know that charity comes from caritas, caritas caritatis, and in, in English it's translated as love. And uh, we know that uh, it's important because we want to imitate God, God's love. And uh, we we talked about these virtues, and but there are the there are other virtues. And I want you to think this is my homework for both of you, Mike and Lisa, and for oh, all. Oh, the here we go. I'm going to give you homework and every <laughs> single listener. Uh, think of the other virtues that you might have 
or you might personify or you might embody in your lives, but also think of this, some of the saints that you know or your favorite saint, and what virtues would they personify? And I'm going to give you a, 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 quite a few, uh, and some of them are related to, to Latin, most of them are related to Latin. And one of them is affability. Are you a, a person that is affable, uh, easy to, uh, to, to, get, to get along with? Um, what about courtesy? Would you say that you are a, a polite, polite person and all those listeners listening to you? Docility, another virtue. Um, and also generosity. We know that uh, when we say generosity, so-and-so is generosity. But, but remember when we talk about the virtues, there are two conditions in virtues. Virtues have to be, there's an element of sacrifice mm-hmm. and an element of habit. When somebody says, oh, he's very generous, because when he was six years old, he, no, it doesn't work out that way. You have to be, you have to have a habit, and there's got to be an element of courage, and also an element of sacrifice. For example, with your time, when you say, he is or she is very generous with his time, or with her time, or talent, it's because you have made a sacrifice, you have made a free, conscious decision, based on your will, to support, to help somebody, out of charity, out of love, without expecting anything in return, and you have sacrificed that. You could have done it, maybe you could have spent that afternoon with your with your family, with your children, but you have sacrificed that time to help somebody else. That's why we say this is a generous or a virtuous person, because you have done it out of the goodness of your heart, out of charity. Hmm. And also another uh, virtuous honesty, uh, another, uh, humility, are you, do you consider yourselves humble? Mm, that's uh, a tough one. That, uh, that is a tough one sometimes. Well, well humility, it is a, it's a tough, it's a difficult one. And even St. John Vianney talks about uh, humility as one of the most important virtues, an important virtue. For example, uh, St. John Vianney in his book, uh, Maxim, he says about the important uh, Christian virtue of humility. And he says, humility is to the various virtues well, the chain is to the rosary. Take away the chain, and the beads are scattered. Remove humility, and all virtues vanish. Oh, I my. Like that. that is beautiful. Give me the name of that book again. I have to look at that. Maxim. 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 St. John Ma- Vianney. That's right. Maxim. Oh, that's it's, uh, by St. John Vianney, and St. John Vianney describes virtue, and he says, virtue demands courage. Constant effort, and above all, help on high. That's a very inspiring uh, quote by mm. St. John Vianney. So I talked about uh, courtesy, humility, also kindness, loyalty, and magnanimity. I like the word magnanimity. And magnanimity, that we, un- we don't tend to use it much nowadays, no. comes from Latin, magnanimous. And at times we say, oh, he's a very magnanimous person. Right. And magnanimous, something I talked about uh, last week when you interviewed me, comes from magnus, which means great, and animus. Animus means soul. So it's, um, it's a person with a great soul, and you show that. When you are magnanimous, you are showing how great you are because you have a predisposition to show kindness. And another Wait a minute. I just got to ponder that. I just got to sit on that one for a second. I love that because I've used the word magnanimous before. Mm-hmm. This is another one of those things, you know, and... 
Go ahead. And, and that's where the humility comes in because it's not it's not yourself that's doing it. It's Christ or Our Lady that's doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't get a chance to use the word magnanimous or magnanimity anymore because it's hard to find great souls. I'm just saying. Yep, we need to work on that. We need, <laughs> we to, need work, to work on that. And uh, also another word that is somehow related is uh, magnificence. Is the quality of being magnificent, from Latin, uh, magnificent, which means making great or serving to magnify. And it's based on the same word, magnus, which means great. Magnificat. Precisely. I had, Precisely. A, I, I had a Protestant friend of mine ask me uh, earlier today, he said, or yesterday it was, he says, he goes, so how's that magnificent thing you guys do? Is it, <laughs> I, aren't you being a little a little uh, prideful there? You're saying you're all magnificent and everything? But, no, 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 wait. <laughs> Because you, in a, in a way, yes, it is true. Because you are magnifying, you magnify God, you magnify our, our Lord, and you are magnifying our Lady. So, yeah. in a way, He was right. Ah, oh, I'm, I'm now see now I'm going to have to be humble and tell him he was kind of right without even knowing. Not only humble, but also meek. That's another virtue, <laughs> meekness. Yeah. All right, I'll have to be meek now too. So wait a minute, let me make sure I have the the homework right here, Jesus, because. I'm going to go for this. You want us to find these qualities in other people? In mainly the saints. The saints that, for example, you, your favorite saints, so I know that in Magnificat Media you you always have the saint of the day yeah. and yeah. there's a biography. Well, as listeners listen to, to that, they can think of what virtues do they, those saints embody. Oh, some of them, some of them, they have heroic virtues. Basically, they had all these virtues that we have been talking about, but they went to a greater extreme in, in uh, suffering in a way that normally a normal person wouldn't do. So they even have heroic virtues. So when you are listening to or thinking of these virtues, think of even yourselves thinking, okay, what virtue if tomorrow somebody said, uh, well, if somebody was to write a recommendation letter, what virtues would you say about yourself, or they might say about you, and also to, to do with the saints? What what virtues do those saints that you know embody? Some of them, obviously, more than others, uh, certain virtues. Do we have uh, the Latin for virtue is something oh, yes. well, fancy? Uh, I'm sure. Uh, well, the, the, no, the <laughs> it's very it's very easy. The, the word virtue comes from um, Latin virtus. And virtus means valor, or merit, or moral perfection. Okay. And ultimately comes from vir, and vir, V-I-R, comes from man. But it is the embodiment of those virtues, of those uh, values, valor, merit, or moral perfection. Um, Another virtue, uh, talking about saints, um, it's obedience. That's a difficult one, because Mm. how, well, one of the vows that priests and nuns uh, always profess is the vow of obedience. Um, there is a, bo- a letter that Saint Ignatius of Loyola wrote in the 16th century to the to to the Jesuits in in Portugal, and it has become a model, one example, a great explanation about obedience, the perfect obedience. And the ultimate motive for this virtue is the love of Christ. And w- when somebody becomes a priest or a nun, uh, that's the, the the model, the, the model of Christ and being obedient. Because 
Christ, our Lord, is the great teacher, the great model of perfect obedience, as St. Ignatius of Loyola explains in his letter. He wrote that letter to the, to the as I mentioned, to the Jesuits in Portugal in 1553. But St. Bernard, another saint, describes perfect obedience as, and I quote, a blessed blindness by which the eyes of those who once were sinners are now happily shielded from the dazzling glare of sin. It's beautiful. People don't write like that anymore. Isn't it funny? (laughs) Isn't it funny how, okay, so so we fall into sin many times through pride, right? Mm -hmm. We we find our virue in the exact opposite, humility. Right, because you can you can find uh, the root of a lot of, of goodness. I mean, in in virtue, in humility. That's right, and that's always what is the funda- the foundation of all virtues. Always try to do what is good, to do what is right, and to try to try to do what is good. And it's something that we know from reason and faith, based on the will of God. So those are the foundations. I love it. We started off with a little Latin with Cardinal, and look where we go. I, this is why I like everything else. It's all connected like that. Uh-huh. Jesus, I love, I love how you put all this together and, and pointed out. We, now we have work to do, though. I didn't know we were going to have homework today. <laughs> you have homework. It's a home-based assignment. Oh, <laughs> now I'm going to have to set an example for the kids. See, I tell them to do theirs. Now I'm going to have to do mine. Oh, Which is very, because it keeps you, it keeps you mind during the day. Okay, what are the virtues I embody or I want to embody? And remember, as uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas says, if you want to be saint, just will it. All you want to do is just will it. Not easy, but mm-hmm. it's part of the it's, it's spiritual exercise. We need ah, yeah. to do physical exercise, and we need to do more spiritual exercises. Right, and sometimes when you will to be a saint then God sends you more crosses. And you're like, hey, that's not what I meant. Hey, but just like working out with your body, you have to exercise your body. You have to lift weight, right? Uh Uh-huh. Exercise your soul. You have to lift those crosses. And those crosses at times, that's why we talk about heroic virtues. Those are the people who carry on in their lives as trying to be good Christians, and they have to face very difficult crosses, yeah. and those yeah. are the heroic people, heroic Christians, and he- because they carry the heroic virtues. Jesus Angel Miguel Garcia, he is our uh, etymologist and our good friend. And uh, today's Latin word of the day segment, we started with cardinal, and uh, so okay, so folks, let's let's do this. Let's let's look and per- look in ourselves. In what way are we personifying, you know, courtesy and docility and honesty, humility, all the itty, all of the itties, basically, humility, <laughs> generosity, docile, itty, except perseverance, 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 itty, and you need the per- you need perseverance. Yes. You need to persevere. Uh, to uh, steadfast in doing something despite difficulties, despite the you know, despite the delays, and despite all the crosses and tribulations we have in life. I want to mm-hmm. find out. Maybe this is your homework. That the itty on the end of all of a lot of these. That's got to be a Latin thing. What does that mean? And how does that fit into itty bitty? I'm just saying. <laughs> just one. I'm sure that it means small. They <laughs> always do. Oh, Jesus, it's a, it's a pleasure, and I look forward to these all the time. Uh, we will do a, a, another uh, Latin Word of the Day segment soon. Uh, Jesus Angel Miguel, Miguel Garcia. Garcia. Hey, we're going to put that on a ringtone for you, and when you walk into the room, you just do that. Although that would, no, that would not be good for your humility, though. 
<laughs> no, but I, I, I need to keep practicing being humble and being, yeah, being humble. Uh, my friend, it's a pleasure, and I appreciate everything, all the work that you do there in Canada and around the world. Jesus, uh, go boldly and God bless, my friend. Thank you so much, and uh, once again, thank you for your wonderful apostolate. Jesus. Angel. Miguel. Garcia. And our Latin word of the day. We should put some lyrics to this. That would be good, wouldn't That would be funny. You start playing that and I start laughing. Uh, he is such he a gem. He does a good job. He is a gem. Mm-hmm. He really is. He's one of those hugger guys, a hugger. Is he? Yeah. Remember we met him at the ordination? I did, but I don't remember in. the hugging. Pull you in, hug you. One of the man hugs. Hey, buddy. <laughs> those kind of guys. I like those guys. I want to be one. All right. Uh, still to come, the farmantific poll that they are taking the presidential race out in Iowa and where it stands. Also, uh, we'll take a break now and get some uh, news from Stephen Cox over in our Michigan News Bureau. Uh, and then traditionalists. We are on the rise. There is a there is a swell in the ranks of, of traditionalists in the church. There are. And uh, we'll have a little something on that up next. Here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, this is your morning tradition where we are... Living our traditional Catholic faith. Wake-up call. We call your morning tradition here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are living our faith. Mike and Lisa Austin here as we uh, work our way through a Thursday. Later it'll be learning about the Roman liturgy with our friend Louis Tufari from RomanitasPress.com. Lisa, those times? 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 6.30 p.m., and 10 p.m. today. Pretty much the same times that we use for church and state, the dad trad roundtable. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to fill in the week a little bit for you. By the way, the dad uh, trad dad roundtable with uh, Tim Meinholz, myself, mm-hmm. and usually a guest. Yes. Um, going pretty well, I, I think. I think we're you're uh, sounding good. Well, I thank you. Uh, and Tim is uh, Tim's a good dad. Yes, and he he's, is. He's uh, he was a little nervous about being a broadcaster. Oh, yeah. But he's jumped into that skin pretty well. Yeah, I yeah. think so. So um, if you, I just wanted to throw that out there, if you have a subject you'd like us to cover, maybe a guest you'd like for us to have on, uh, email. Email us. You can email me, Mike, at MagnificatMedia.com. Because <laughs> I use it so rare. But it, it automatically goes to my other regular email that I always look at. Or Lisa, which is... At MagnificantMedia.com. Yeah, Lisa. So anyway, just let us know. Um, and we'd love to have your input on that. And we'd be uh, willing to... And maybe you're a guest you'd like to be on. Talk about traditional Catholic fatherhood. Why not? Right. Or the little player that you see right in front of you with the list of songs and the... And oh, the one they're on right now. Right. You can go right there, too. And you can email us right from there. Right, I always forget about that. Yep. Uh, we're still archiving a, a lot of the shows. Uh, Stephen is helping us out with that. And um, we're tweaking the website all the time. So, again, if there's something you'd like to hear on any of our shows with the Trad Dead Roundtable, 
uh, and if you'd like to be a guest. And it doesn't have to be just fatherhood. It could be grandfatherhood. I know. Could be dads. dads. Dads to be. Brand new dads. That's right. Yeah, so that'd be good. Maybe we'll be having Joseph Provost on soon. Oh, won't that be nice? Put you on the spot there, Joe. How you doing? <laughs> All right. This is um, the... the um, SSPX USA District has a, uh, and I assume they all do, but maybe they don't, uh, a, a little email blast that they send out, newsletter kind of thing. Yeah. You can sign up for it. It's free. And in the latest one, they have pictures from Oklahoma City. They have all of that. But they also have a, an article called uh, The State of a Contest Temptation. And it brought something to mind when I was just kind of looking it over real quick. Uh, it's called A Review of a Troubling Trend. I didn't know it was a trend among traditional Catholics, but maybe it is. And the reason being is um, with the, the, the strange things uh, quite frequently that come out of Rome. Yes. Uh-huh. Maybe you've noticed at your chapel, we have at ours. An increase. An increase of folks. Yeah, we have. Our pews are now pretty full. Yeah, well, and they're talking about some sort of expansion. Yes. Because just to to do that. So folks are checking out the traditional faith. They're finding that once they get past the, you know, the whole Latin thing and they're like, oh, I don't I just don't know what they're saying. Right. But they Neither understand the me. Right. <laughs> but once they find out the reason behind things, which is quite honestly why we do things with Louis Tafari. That's right. Learning about the Roman, Roman liturgy. liturgy. The show literally says what he's doing. And the Latin word of the day. The Latin word of the day. We have uh, Father uh, Peter Scott on talking about the, the mass, mass. Uh-huh. in detail. In detail. And then of course you know, any of the of the traditional Catholic priests would love to answer your questions. This is what they do, man. Uh-huh. Part of it. Um, then, so we're, once once folks dig in and they really find, then they realize this is where the faith is. Oh, this is where it stayed right straight down the line. Oh, and right. so you have to learn your history. You have to go back to the history of the church, what happened back in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. Dig. Dig deep. Read. Read a lot. Find out about the Society of St. Pius X, what Ask happened questions. in the 1970s, why Archbishop Lefebvre did what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, get, the, get the documentary. Get the documentary. That awesome. That's right. That's one thing I think we are so privileged and honored that we have at our fingertips is this wealth of information, right? We do. Um, from documentaries to audio books to everything. That early on wasn't there. That's And that's one of the dangers, too, I think, is, I think we've talked about this before, where, where uh, folks who, who had to fight for the traditional faith early on mm-hmm. and really like the trad dad trucker or the trad uh, traditional, what do we call him, the... I think you call him Trad Dad Trucker. Trad Trucker or something yeah. like that. The guy that he used to drive his 18-wheeler all over the place looking for the traditional Latin mass. That's right. Back in the 70s. Okay, so those kind of sacrifices and things, when you have to suffer for something and sacrifice for something, you do appreciate it more. That's just the way it is. It is. And God love you, folks who grew up in the tradition, a couple of generations now, mm-hmm. not that you don't appreciate your faith. Of course you do. Right. Right. But sometimes... Well, there is also, if you want to go back in the history, too, there's also a breakdown in, in, um, back in, I don't know when it was, oh, (laughs) the, 
60s, 70s, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. My mom and dad would tell us about that, you know, because I would ask, what happened? Um, what happened to our church? And my mom and dad would tell us that back then, um, from the pulpit, the priest says, they said, put your rosaries down. You don't need to pray to Mary anymore. You don't need to pray the rosary. And they talk about this blind obedience. And that's exactly what my mom did. She says, if the priest said something like that, you followed it. Mm -hmm. You just did it. Mm -hmm. But there was a little remnant of the people Um, preferably and specifically in Armada, Michigan, Mm -hmm. where these men, they had, uh, their families were growing up. They needed the mass. They needed catechism. And these group of men got together, flew all the way to Switzerland, and spoke with um, Archbishop Lefebvre and told them of their need. And that's how this all came about. And if you want to know more in detail and depth about it, Research it, find books, and 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 discover the history it more. of the, of the right. society. But it, I mean, it, it was it was just blind obedience. That's yeah. where it started. So so what I was saying is is the we bigger, don't want to go back there again. The bigger picture here, um, kind of as is, is, is part of this thing that's in the in the um, newsletter, is when you see someone new at your chapel, engage them talk to them one it's that is kind of a safety thing really because in today's world there could be someone who wishes to rob the place or do harm or whatever so by walking up and engaging in them right away you take them back because they want to be stealthy those kind of folks Mm. but that's rare the majority are folks trying to just check it out a little bit i remember when i was because friends lisa and i uh, didn't grow up in tradition. We didn't. I didn't even grow up as a Catholic. So you're curious, and it is kind of comforting to to have somebody come up to you and go like, "Hey, how you doing?" Um, it can be intimidating at times. Yeah. And so, right, you just want to be welcoming, open the door, you know, offer them a donut. Mm, there you go. <laughs> you don't want to be too overbearing, um, but you just want to be welcoming. And. Right away, you're, they're going to have questions or they're going to want to discuss something. Because by the time they get, usually, by the time someone comes to a chapel, a, a traditional Latin mass chapel, they've done some reading. Yeah. They've done some looking into things. And they're going to say, hey, you know, this, 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 that, or the other. And anyway, and, and maybe they're listening now. Maybe they've checked out Magnificat Radio, Magnificat Media. God love you. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> I'm being engaging. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up. I thought it was important to say uh, at some point just to remind everyone to not be standoffish and go like, hey, who's the new family? Do you know them? I don't know. Or even be careful about becoming a seat of a contest. I mean, well, those, that's the trap. Those people are, are they, they don't believe that the Pope is the Pope. Isn't that correct? Right. Seat of a contestism literally means that the Holy See is vacant. Vacantism. I see. And so the Pope's not the Pope, is what they say. The chair of Peter is is vacant. And so, as we know, that's that's wrong teaching. That's that's not even teaching. That's just wrong. And so, what we're saying is, by engaging those folks, they 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 there is a risk without being engaging and talking. There is a risk that they could get the wrong information. 
Possibly. Because there's a lot of that going around. And in fact, according to this article, it is a trend in traditionalist circles. So, Well, because there's so many weird things that are happening there. And I've always been taught that you can have good popes and you can have bad popes. But the Pope is always the Pope. Pope's Pope. And we've had two Popes from time to time. Yes, that check fight. your history. Again, people, check yeah. your history. So there you That's, go. You have to keep reading and keep looking up on things. This is a constant journey. Mm-hmm. Constant. So don't fret. So with that, we will take a break and come back and finish up your morning tradition this morning. Mike and Lisa Austin here. In Iowa, they have a farmantific way of looking at that's right who is who's who's ahead in the presidential race hmm. hmm i can't wait to hear all right we will touch base on that next as we close out the morning with you here on magnificat radio magnificatmedia.com we'll be back here on your morning tradition where we are living our faith Welcome back to Magnificat Radio and MagnificatMedia.com. <laughs> it's your morning tradition. Mike and Lisa Austin here on your morning tradition, where we are... Living our faith. The political scene is a nutty little scene, isn't it? Oh, it is this year. <laughs> and so, with that in mind, we remind you that Church and State with our own Stephen Cox will air this Friday, as always. Tomorrow, join us at what times, Lisa? Oh, 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 6.30 p.m., and 10 p.m., sir. <laughs> All right. We take you now to Iowa, where the Iowa State Fair has been going on. We talked about the butter and all that stuff the yeah. other day. Uh-huh. They, uh, state fairs are fun. They do some, some interesting things. So the Iowa State Fair in the middle of the heartland, right there in the cornfields of America, the farmantific poll that they are taking. Yeah, it's scientific in a farmly way. Farmantific. Okay. What they've done out there is taking your traditional poll at the Iowa State Fair, uh, and they are finding out which presidential candidate leads in these polls, or in this particular poll. Okay. It's called a corn poll. A corn poll? Well, everything in Iowa is corn, if it's not pigs. Pigs and corn. Uh... Fairgoers. Can I guess? Well, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I threw you The off. corniest one? No. no. Do they pick like two stalks of corn and put like names on each one and see which one grows faster and oh, bigger? Oh, Lisa. No, no, no. No? Growing corn takes months and months. I know. No. Fairgoers get to cast their vote for either candidate with a kernel of corn dropped in a jar... At the booth of WHO-TV. Oh. See, I was thinking it was more corn on the cob stuff. Uh-huh. Like, whichever pile is eaten more or something. But they're just picking a piece of corn and dropping it in a jar. Yeah. And at the end, they'll count it up. As of Tuesday afternoon, mm-hmm. Donald Trump leads 55% to 45%. I probably would agree to that more so than what I'm seeing on the news. <laughs> well, you do, you know. You know what? It always seems to be skewed towards one particular party than the other. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's a poll. Somebody's got to win the poll. Somebody's got to lead. But I mean, always. 
Well, yeah, it's there's all... not going to be a tie. No, 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 no. It always seems just to go like like they have an agenda and they're trying to push that agenda. They're trying to push. Of course, they are that candidate to just be there. You talking about each party has an agenda and they're trying to push that candidate? Am I not following you? <laughs> I don't think you are. Okay. Anyway, the corn poll. We got to ask Stephen about this. Yeah, we should. I'd like to get his take. It's farmantific. It's farmantific. That's right. So 55 to 45, huh? Yeah. You know what you do? You get one of those Iowa pigs. Uh-huh. And you have a fence. And you have, you fence them in, right? Yeah. And it's open on one end. And on one side is Hillary's mud slop. <laughs> and on the other side is Donald Trump's hill slop, mud slop. Okay. And then so you you put the pig at the end of the of them, and whichever mud slop he goes to wallow in, that's the one who gets the vote. Oh, so you put the pig in the center. Yeah. And then he gets to choose which side. Yeah. He goes. Oh, that know, would be another way. It's farmantific. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, it is farmantific. I'm voting for Arnold Ziffel. I don't care. <laughs> And with that, we will turn you loose and cut you free into the world out there. Good luck. Uh, Magnificat Radio, <laughs> MagnificatMedia.com. Your, tr- your morning tradition here, Mike and Lisa Austin, where we are. Living our faith. <laughs>